Hello, I'm Samantha Reid, CEO of Chemistry Australia, the national body representing Australia's chemistry industry. Welcome to the third episode of the Chemistry for Life podcast series in which we discuss the latest developments and opportunities for the business of chemistry. In this episode, I speak to Jerome Farah, Director of Acel Allen Consulting, about their new report on the economic benefits of gas-based manufacturing for Australia. And the report's titled Chemical Industry Economic Contribution Analysis. Jerome, I'm really glad to have you here with me today. Thank you, Samantha. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit about the central question that you set out to investigate and how you went about it? The central question was, how much of an economic contribution does the chemical industry make to the economy, in the economy of Australia? And we did it through through the method of economic modelling. It's the only way you can get an answer, to, a precise answer to these kinds of questions. And, and so we worked out the direct contribution, that is the contribution of the industry itself, and the contribution of the industries that feed into the chemical industry. And can you tell us a little bit about the most important findings in the report? So what are some of the key statistics that we found uh, from this analysis? There are many statistics in the report. I'll just talk about the headline ones. The industry contributes $11 billion directly. That's just the production value of the chemical industry. And additionally, another $27 billion from the industries that feed into the chemical industry. So $38 billion total, that's per year. Another way of looking at the contribution is the number of jobs that are supported by the industry, directly and indirectly, and there's over 200,000 jobs in Australia that are supported. So Jerome, what do you think this tells us about the important contribution and its impact on Australia's current and future economic health? How important do you see the industry in Australia? Well, it's very important for for a number of reasons. one of them is that the industry uh, makes many products that are that that we use, all of us use day to day in both households and businesses. Uh, it's a high value added industry. It employs uh, people with a great uh, high degree of skills. Jerome, when you look at the contribution of chemical manufacturing across Australia, what can you tell us about its geographic distribution? What's distinctive about the chemical industry in Australia is that it's in every state and territory. Unlike most industries, which are highly concentrated and there's only a few of them, there are over 5,500 businesses in the chemical industry and they are everywhere, even in Canberra, which we don't normally think of as, as, a, as a centre of manufacturing. And that, that's important too. It's, it's the industry is large in and of itself, but it's geographically spread and there's a lot of there's a lot of businesses and they employ a lot of people. Jerome, as we know, there is a unique role that natural gas plays um, in the chemical industry. It's used as both an energy source, but importantly as a feedstock. Can you talk a little bit more about about that role and its importance? Uh, Yes, so everybody understands uh, the role of gas in in heating the water or 
perhaps their cooktop. But what is perhaps less well understood or well appreciated is the very important role that, that gas plays as, a, as an input into the manufacturing process uh, for, for a number of, of products, um, some complex, some as simple as milk bottles. And, and it, gas is the key, key input, in fact, in, in, in many chemically involved um, manufacturing processes. So uh, the key point here is that if gas, that manufacturers need to have gas and they need to have it affordable. If they don't have it, or if it's, an, if it's at a price that they can't afford to pay, then that makes the whole viability of their operations, uh, calls it into question. So, uh, and of course, that's these days, uh, it's a very topical issue. And, and um, that's one of the reasons we produced this report to, to demonstrate uh, the importance of gas as an input into this key industry. In fact, Jerome, the report actually notes that the chemistry industry in Australia supplies inputs to 104 of 108 industry sectors which certainly illustrates its important enabling role throughout Australia's economy. Now, perhaps we can move on to look at the comparisons that have been made within the report. And you certainly looked at the comparative uh, value of the chemistry industry and what it adds to gas, and you've looked at other uh, large gas users. Can you talk a little bit about your findings? Yes, yeah, so, so in order to make a proper comparison, we asked the question, how many jobs or how much economic value is created with one petajoule of gas across different industries, comparing the chemical industry with the other major users of gas? And what we found was, for the chemical industry as a whole, one petajoule of gas creates 1,600 jobs, Whereas for gas-fired electricity generation, the same amount of gas creates 14 jobs. And for the LNG industry, which is, which is used for export, it creates 20 jobs. So the number of jobs created for a given amount of gas is much, much larger in the chemical industry than it is in other industries. Now, the same kinds of comparisons uh, can be made, and we did, in terms of the total economic value creation created in roughly the same proportions. So the key message is gas, which is a scarce resource, it's a finite resource, creates many more jobs in the chemical industry than it does in other industries. So Jerome, the report identifies a number of major challenges that are facing the chemistry industry and there's been a lot of discussion about uh, concerns from our industry in particular about the price and availability of gas. Um, how does supply and pricing impact the commercial and industrial users and what are some of the flow-on effects that we're seeing in other areas? Well, what we've seen is since uh, gas began be, to be exported from Australia in large quantities uh, three or four years ago, uh, gas which had been supplied to the chemical industry in, in sufficient numbers has no longer become available or become available only intermittently or only at very high prices. And this is, this is really quite perverse given the, the, the importance of the chemical industry, but, but it appears that, that 
the chemical industry is back in the queue for for gas and and that has that means that the uh, the viability of the industry then becomes called into question and unfortunately as the ACCC and others have have pointed out in the last couple of years a number of manufacturers who who have relied on on gas as the key input into their into their processes have had to close up because they couldn't get they just couldn't get the gas or they could only get it at a price which was too high for them to pay and I think this is a this is a significant concern because not only are the current issues um, that are facing the industry they're impacting um, investment decisions and can, and discussions today uh, for existing assets, but it's also impacting future consideration of investment in Australia, and that's a significant lost opportunity for the country. It certainly is, and and what is not always appreciated, even even by governments, is that. Uh, investment decisions uh, are made uh, for the long term and if, an, if a decision is made to close down an operation, especially a manufacturing operation which tends to be large and complex, then it's closed for good. And that's a real concern. So let's come back to the pricing and I know in the report there's information in there about your predictions for the future. Um, certainly, we've seen tremendous increase in the gas price in the last um, three to four years in Australia as a result of the introduction of um, LNG exports. Can you talk a little bit about what you see as the future outlook for pricing? Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so just a little bit on, on the past. Uh, gas used to be available at about $4 a gigajoule. Um, these days, it's about ten to twelve dollars a gigajoule, so that's a rise of three times. Um, in 2017, it was even higher than that until the government intervened. Uh, in the future, um, our forecasts are, are that the gas price, under the current policy settings, under current uh, projections for gas production and exports, it's it's only going to go up. Uh, and and that's not good news for the industry, which is why uh, something needs to be done uh, uh, to get gas prices down. So, Jerome, Chemistry Australia has broadly been calling for more supply from more suppliers into a more transparent market. Can you make any comments um, on those areas and what you think needs to be done? A great deal needs to be done. Um, transparency is important. Um, the ACCC has, has done some good work on this. Until recently, it wasn't even possible to know what the going market price for, for gas was. That's improved somewhat, but there's more that, more that can be done. Um, the, the situation with gas at the moment is that most of it comes from Queensland and it has to be transported to the extent that it is sold domestically. It, it has to be transported into Victoria and New South Wales by, by pipeline. That's expensive. Uh, there are things that can be done to to improve supply. The New South Wales and Victorian governments have got effectively got moratoria on gas gas exploration. Uh, various parties have, have called on on those governments to lift lift those moratoria. Uh, that doesn't mean open slather everywhere, but it 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 does mean uh, treating each prospective development on its own merits rather than a blanket ban, which is what's happening right now. Jerome, what's the impact for consumers and the cost to the economy when the chemical industry operates below capacity? 
Well, if, it, if the chemical industry operates below capacity, then, then the prices of the goods that come out of the chemical industry, things that we all use in our everyday lives, are going to go up. And these are day-to-day things, uh, milk bottles, cleaners, disinfectants, beer, wine, um, pipes, um, all sorts of things made out of plastic and other materials where, which we don't normally associate with chemical processes and chemical manufacturing, but that's the reason that, that, they, that they exist. So we should not take this industry for granted. Jerome, in discussions with the industry, what have you found are the top concerns facing um, commercial and industrial gas users today? Okay, the top, the top three concerns have been gas prices, which is hardly surprising considering how much prices have gone up. But it's not just gas prices. It's also the availability of gas. On occasion, gas hasn't been available at any price. And, and, and that's just a killer for the industry because if, there's no, if they don't have gas, they can't, they can't operate. And a third, a third concern has been just a general lack of competitive, lack of competitive process when, when the gas buyers go to the gas sellers and, and ask f- to get some offers on, on gas at a, at a certain price. The, there doesn't seem to be much competitive tension there, and that's certainly a concern for the industry. Let's fix up the constraints, the bottlenecks, make the, make the market more competitive, and then there'll be plenty for everybody and at a price that, that most people can live with. Jerome Farah, thank you for sharing your views with us today. And if you'd like to read the report and learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit the Chemistry Australia website at chemistryaustralia.org.au. You can find a copy of this podcast and future episodes on our website under the News and Events tab. That's all for this episode and thank you for listening. Goodbye until next time.